Hare Krishna. Welcome to the daily morning Srimad Bhagavatam class. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada, Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada. Jayam Vishnupada Paramahamsa Parivraja Kacharya Ashtotra Satashri Srimadhi Divine Grace Sri Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai Rantra Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Samaveta Bhakta Vrind Ki Jai Nitai Gaur Premanande All Glories to the Assembled Devotees Hare All Glories to the Assembled Devotees All Glories to the Assembled Devotees All Glories All Glories All Glories to Shri Shri Guru and Shri Gauranga All Glories to Shla Prabhupada Continuing with our reading of Canto 1, Chapter 10, titled Departure of Lord Krishna from Dwaraka. We are on text 21 today. Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Nashtaprayeshwa Bhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke 
भक्तिर्भवति नैष्टि की दिस इज टुडेस वर्स सवैकिलायम पुरुष पुरातनो येकसेद विशेष आत्मनी अग्रे गुणेभ्यो जगदात्मनीश्वरे निमीलितात्मनिशिसुप्तशक्तिषु तवैकिलायम पुरुष पुरातनो एक आसीद विशेष आत्मनी अग्रे गुणेभ्यो जगदात्मनीश्वरे निमीलितात्मनिशिसुप्तशक्तिषु तवैकिलायम पुरुष पुरातनो येक आसीद विशेष आत्मनी अग्रे गुणेभ्यो जगदात्मनीश्वरे निमीलितात्मनिशिसुप्तशक्तिषु तवैकिलायम पुरुष पुरातनो अग्रेगुणेदात्मनीश्वरे निमीलतात्मनिशिसुप्तशक्तिषु वैकिलायम पुरुष पुरातनो येक आसीद विशेष आत्मनी मनीश्वरे निमीलितात्मनिशिसुप्तशक्तिषु सवैकिलायम पुरुष पुरातनो येकसीद विशेष आत्मनी अग्रे गुणेभ्यो जगदात्मनीश्वरे निमीलितात्मानिशसुप्तशक्तिषु Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada. Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai. So this is the word for word. Saha E. Krishna. Why? As I remember. Tila. Definitely. I am. 
this purushaha personality of godhead puratanaha the original yaha who ekaha only one asit existed avisheshaha materially and manifested atmani own self agre before creation gunebhyaha of the modes of nature jagadatmani unto the super soul ishvare unto the supreme lord nimilita merged into atman the living entity nishi supta inactive at night shaktishu of the energies translation they said here he is the original personality of godhead as we definitely remember him he alone existed before the manifested creation of the modes of nature and in him only because he is the supreme lord all living beings merge as if sleeping at night their energy suspended please repeat they said here he is the original personality of godhead as we definitely remember him he alone existed before the manifested creation of the modes of nature and in him only because he is the supreme lord all living beings merge as if sleeping at night their energies suspended purport there are two types of dissolution of the manifested cosmos at the end of every 4 billion 320 million solar years when brahma the lord of one particular universe goes to sleep there is one annihilation and at the end of lord brahma's life which takes place at the end of brahma's 100 years of age in our calculation at the end of 8 billion 640 million multiplied by 30 multiplied by 12 multiplied by 100 solar years there is complete annihilation of the entire universe and in both the periods both the material energy called the mahat tatva and the marginal energy called jiva tatva merge in the person of the supreme lord the living beings remain asleep within the body of the lord until there is another creation of the material world and that is the way of the creation maintenance and annihilation of the material manifestation the material creation is affected by the interaction of the three modes of material nature set in action by the lord and therefore it is said here that the lord existed before the modes of material nature were set in motion in the shruti mantra it is said that only vishnu the supreme lord existed before the creation and there was no brahma shiva or other demigods vishnu means the mahavishnu who is lying on the causal ocean by his breathing only all the universes are generated in seeds and gradually develop into gigantic forms with innumerable planets within each and every universe the seed of universes develop into gigantic forms 
in the way seeds of a banyan tree develop into numberless banyan trees. This Mahavishnu is the plenary portion of Lord Sri Krishna who is mentioned in the Brahma Samhita as follows. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the original personality of Godhead Govinda whose plenary portion is the Mahavishnu. All the Brahmas, the heads of the universes, live only for the period of his exhaling after the universes of ge- universes are generated from the pores of his transcendental body. Brahma Samhita 5.58 Thus, Govinda or Lord Krishna is the cause of Mahavishnu also. The ladies talking about this Vedic truth must have heard it from authoritative sources. An authoritative source is the only means of knowing about transcendental subject matter definitely. There is no alternative. The merging of the living beings into the body of Mahavishnu takes place automatically at the end of Brahma's 100 years. But that does not mean that the individual living being loses his identity. The identity is there and as soon as there is another creation by the supreme will of the Lord, all the sleeping inactive living beings are again let loose to begin their activities in the continuation of past different spheres of life. It is called Suptotitanyaya or awakening from sleep and again engaging in one's respective continuous duty. When a man is asleep at night, he forgets himself, what he is, what his duty is, and everything of his waking state. But as soon as he awakens from slumber, he remembers all that he has to do and thus engages himself again in his prescribed duties. The living beings also remain merged in the body of Mahavishnu during the period of annihilation. But as soon as there is another creation, they arise to take up their unfinished work. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. 8, 18 through 20. The Lord existed before the creative energy was set in action. The Lord is not a product of the material energy. His body is completely spiritual and there is no difference between his body and himself. Before creation, the Lord remained in his abode, which is absolute and one. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Guron Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Namam Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale, Srimathe Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namine, Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Paschatyade Shatarine.
Okay, so after the after the gruesome Kurukshetra war, uh, Krishna wanted to leave Hastinapur right after the war got over, but then Maharani Kunti offered some wonderful prayers, uh, and then Maharaj Yudhishthir asked Krishna to stay back. Right, and that happened in the previous chapters, and now Krishna is finally leaving Hastinapur uh, to Dwaraka. And uh, here Krishna is coming out, and then he's walking on the streets. And uh, we saw uh, in the in the previous verses that these are the women of uh, Hastinapur who are watching Krishna leaving uh, from the roofs of their uh, homes and palaces. And starting this verse from text 21, they offer beautiful, beautiful prayers to Krishna through uh, text 30. The next from this uh, these 10 verses, they're wonderful prayers. And they said in this verse are the the women of Hastinapur who are offering these uh, prayers uh, to Krishna. So here they they talk about this aspect of Krishna uh, in their prayers of Krishna being uh, the creator, right? And uh, they they say he alone existed. That when when before creation, which which is the material creation. Krishna alone existed uh, in the beginning. So Prabhupada is saying here in his purport that in the Shruti Mantra, it is said that only Vishnu, the Supreme Lord, existed before creation. And Prabhupada quotes this Shruti Mantra is from Chandogya Upanishad many, many times in the Gita also. Um, this is the fundamental point from which Vedanta even begins. Uh, for everybody, whether they are personalists or impersonalists, uh, uh, this this verse is is very important in Vedanta. We know that there are several uh, schools of philosophy, right? We have Vaisheshika, we have Nyaya, we have Yoga, we have Vedanta, we have Mimamsa, we have Sankhya. We have six major schools of thought. And uh, it's it's for us as devotees, it, we take it for granted that everything comes from just one person. But not many people <laughs> think of it in those terms. Because in Mimamsa, we see that everything comes from a set of laws. That is the fundamental point, right? Even the demigods have to adhere to the laws. This is the argument that Krishna uses to Nanda Maharaj when he is asking Nanda Maharaj to go and uh, worship Govardhan instead of doing the Indra Puja. He says, if you are doing the sacrifice, Indra is bound to give whatever he has to give. He can't stop himself from giving it. So this is the Mimamsa philosophy, that there is a set set of laws. Similarly, in uh, Sankhya, this is the Sankhya of Kapila Dev, not the bogus person, the atheistic. There is the Purusha and the Prakriti. There are two things, right? And uh, Vaisheshika, there is a set set of uh, indivisible atoms from which everything generates. So like that, in different schools of thought, uh, what we assume or we just take it for granted as uh, devotees, is it's not a straightforward thing, that everything comes from this one entity, one person. So the, the verse in Chandogya is this, that uh, Prabhupada quotes many times in the Gita. Sadeva saumyedam agra asid. Which means, in the, in the beginning, the eternal alone existed. There was just sat. The eternal alone existed. Ekam evadvitiyam. He was one without a second. Right? This this is a very important thing for the Mayavadis. Ekameva Dvitiya. 
they they catch hold of this tatvamasi aham brahmasmi these are very important vedic uh, vedic uh, aphorisms and then it says tat aikshata tat aikshata means it thought to itself bahusyam prajayeti that let me become many let me propagate myself so so this is the fundamental point from which all of vedanta uh, begins <laughs> that uh, in the beginning there existed just one entity one eternal entity right so this is upanishad right and so much is packed into just if we if we start discussing just what's there in this one verse we can probably get most of our fundamental points of our philosophy uh, from just this one verse that's how much is packed that's why we see shila prabhupada for these small verses in ishopanishad he gives so many big purports right so much is packed into these uh, verses from uh, from uh, from the upanishads so so we can do like a like a small exercise and then try to see how much we can get out of this one verse right that so uh, it says um um in the beginning which means this creation has a beginning isn't it this entire creation has a beginning and therefore it has an end which is what this verse is also saying the 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 women of ladies of uh, hastinapur are also saying the same thing right we'll talk about that creation a little bit but uh, and then the eternal existed one without a second there was there was nobody else apart from this eternal being the upanishad still doesn't say what the nature of this eternal being and everything uh, about it but there is one eternal being this sat that existed before everything else right and then it thought so which means there is an attribute to this eternal being right it is thinking uh, so we can we can basically expand on this aspect of attributes <laughs> of the supreme person uh, it, till now there is no person yet in in this uh, chandogya upanishad verse right and then it said let me be beco- let me become many this thought and it said let me become many which means now our vaishnava acharyas get really excited <laughs> it's me it's it's a person right this eternal uh, being that existed uh, before a- everything else is is a person and then let me propagate myself this is again a very important part of our philosophy is that everything is coming from krishna that there is nothing else that's coming apart from krishna right everything that's being created this material world the spiritual world uh, us as uh, living entities are all coming from krishna we are parts and parcels of krishna that there is nothing that's external to this eternal living entity that was required for creation to happen which is again what prabhupada is mentioning here right there is uh everything everything is coming from the energy of krishna and bhagavatam also says gives the example in the in the chaturshloki bhagavatam where uh, it describes how uh, krishna creates like that of a spider right when when the spider creates its web the web is coming from within itself it, it's not coming uh, from any external source and once uh, the, some spiders not every uh, all spiders once their uh, job is done once they've caught their insects or bugs or whatever they they take the web back into themselves this is very similar to how uh, the creation happens right so mahavishnu who is lying on the castle ocean uh, is breathing out and when he is breathing out from the pores of his body these universes emanate prabhupada is describing they are like seeds that can become gigantic <laughs> 
I mean, the biggest thing that we have seen from the seed is what, like a banyan tree that Prabhupada is describing here, right? But these universes are incredibly big. And then when Mahavishnu is inhaling, they they just uh, go back to himself. So this is again uh, the nimitta karana and upadana karana in philosophical terms. If you say then uh, the the efficient cause and the substantive cause or the material cause are both Krishna. Uh, in this material world, uh, it's all different in many uh, the, the the effective cause and the instrumental cause and the substantive ca- cause are all different. And the example is given that of uh, when you make a, a potter who makes a clay pot, right? The efficient cause or the person who is making the clay pot is the potter who is actually making it. But the, he's not the substantive cause. The substance of the clay pot is coming from earth, right? The clay. And the instrument is not just the clay. The, the potter's wheel is the instrumental cause, the instrumental cause that's creating the pot. So in this way... Everything is different in the material world. But in Krish- with Krishna, he is both the substantive cause and the effective cause. He is the nimitta karana and upadana karana. I mean, these are very um, philosophically complex topics. But uh, essentially, uh, this is a very fundamental part of uh, our philosophy. Uh, of who Krishna is, what his nature is, what his qualities are, and things like that. Right. So... Um, so uh, I just wanted to uh, introduce how dense uh, each verse of uh, an Upanishad can be. And then the Upanishad in itself is not necessary, right? From here, the, our Acharyas take uh, the other aspects like the Puranas, the Bhagavad Purana and other things and expand upon the concepts that are given in the Upanishads. Because the Upanishads is for people who are who are still not ready to think of God as a person. <laughs> so it's like a kind of a segue. So they've just come out of uh, this experience of this uh, material world. They are fed up of it. And then they've had some kind of uh, realization that this is useless. Everything that I endeavor in the material world is useless. And they've come to the point of recognizing themselves as something spiritual. So the Upanishads takes them slowly into a segue of talking about it in really esoteric terms before they can actually perceive of the Supreme as, as a person. But uh, our Vaishnava Acharyas um, have made it very easy for us. You know, They have taken these really concept, philo- uh, complex philosophical concepts and put it in very easy terms like Prabhupada has done in, in this purport, which is he's essentially quoting uh, uh, the Chandogya Upanishad and its commentary to give his various reasons for why uh, Krishna is uh, uh, from whom everything is emanating. Aham sarvasya prabhava matta sarvam pravartate iti matva bhajante vam buddha bhava samanvita. Right? Krishna himself says this also that everything emanates from me. Uh, like that. So when this creation happens, um, this is uh, Mahavishnu who is a plenary portion of Krishna. Right? He is an expansion of Krishna. And uh, he lies on the Karna ocean or the causal ocean. And then he starts breathing out. <laughs> and then this breath is really long. How long is it? 8,640,000,000 multiplied by 30, multiplied by 12, multiplied by 100 years. This is his one exhalation. How long can we exhale? 20 seconds. This is very difficult, 30 seconds. But this is Krishna's uh, time period of just exhaling. 
and during this time of exhalation these universes emanate from the pores of his body and these universes start becoming huge gigantic and again within this universe the karnodakashaya vishnu or the mahavishnu expands himself and enters as garbhodakashaya vishnu and garbhodakashaya vishnu again creates this garbha ocean from his uh, perspiration and then he lies on that ocean and then from his abdomen or his navel uh, a beautiful lotus flower sprouts and this lotus flower is no ordinary lotus flower the stem of the lotus flower is so huge that those 14 planetary systems of the material universe are encased within the stem of this lotus flower so we have 14 planetary systems right bhur bhuva swaha uh, tapaha janaha satya they we have uh, these seven planetary systems up and then seven down atala vitala sutala rasatala talatala patala like that we have 14 planetary systems out of which we are in the bhuloka this entire cosmic thing is given in the fifth canto i think right so uh, so we are in bhuloka and then out of which this earth is one tiny planet of this bhuloka so an earth in itself is huge right and the solar system in itself is incredibly huge but think about the stem of this lotus flower <laughs> how huge this stem has to be and then at the top of the stem of this lotus flower is a beautiful lotus uh, and on that lotus flower is where lord brahma is and prabhupad uh, says in many places that he is our uh, uh, original engineer <laughs> right he 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 does the work of uh, secondary creation once krishna gives brahma all the uh, raw materials required for creation and then brahma starts creating uh, many bodies and so many other things that are required for creation and then after creation Br- uh, brahma has a lifetime right which is what uh, is this huge uh, 3 311 trillion years Is, is what this multiplication comes out to 8 billion 640 million multiplied by 100 so this 8 billion 640 million is one uh, whole day of brahma right one one day of brahma is uh, one day and one night actually so one, when this creation happens it happens in cycles so we have these uh, time periods called yugas right we have the satya yuga we have the treta yuga we have the dwapara yuga and we have the kali yuga and then the time also is reducing in in each yuga so in kali yuga the present times that we are living in the maximum lifetime for any single person who can live is probably 100 years which which is not true even now right probably 80 years is the average lifetime for a person in america i think or something like that uh, but say let's say 100 years and then in dwapara yuga it was 1000 years in treta yuga 10000 years and uh, in uh, in satya yuga it was 100000 years right so similarly uh, the dwap uh, kali yuga also prolongs for 432000 years right the entire cycle of kali yuga is 432000 years the dwapara yuga is twice as that of kali yuga and the treta yuga is thrice as that of Uh, kali yuga and satya yuga is four times so you basically do this multiplication the entire four cycles is 10 times multiplied by 432000 years which is 4 million uh, 32000 320000 years right that is one 
uh, and multiplied by thousand such four yugas, chatur yugas is one day of Lord Brahma. And then similarly, uh, the same time period is one night of Lord Brahma, and which is basically eight million, eight billion six hundred forty million. So this is how huge the entire twenty-four hours of Lord Brahma is, right? So annihilation takes place after in in uh, at two different uh, time periods. Prabhupada says, right, or dissolution. So these entire fourteen planetary systems are created, and at the night of Brahma, right, after twelve hours of Brahma, the night starts, and when Brahma goes to sleep, there is a partial annihilation that happens. And then when Brahma awakens, the creation again happens. <laughs> this is kind of the job of Brahma, right? It's it's like a glorified engineer <laughs> or, or a constructor, you could say. When he is working, his day job is to start creating or constructing. And when he sleeps, everything that he has created is annihilated, right? We see that even for Brahma, nothing is permanent. And his lifetime is so long and every day he is just doing this. Creating in the morning and when he sleeps, everything is destroyed. Creating again in the morning, at his night, everything is destroyed. And then after 100 years of, 100 years of Brahma, there is a total annihilation that happens. The entire material creation along with us who are the spirit souls who are enjoying this material creation are inhaled back into the body of uh, Mahavishnu. And uh, this Prabhupada gives the example of uh, this uh, Suptotita Nyaya. Or awakening, uh, awakening from sleep and again engaging in one's respective duties. So we as spirit souls are here in this material world because we want to enjoy separate from Krishna, right? So we are we are trying so many different things to try to uh, enjoy ourselves, and all this can happen only during the period of uh, creation. At the time of annihilation, what happens is we, along with this material energy, in its subtle form called the Mahattatva, is sucked back into uh, Krishna's body, into Mahavishnu's body. And at that time, uh, it is mentioned that we as living entities go into a state called dream state. right? And this example we can all uh, experience that when we are uh, now in the morning, we are going about doing our duties and at night, when we go into, uh, when we go to sleep, we go to a different world, right? We go into a dream state. But then again, when we wake up in the morning, we continue from where we left off. We exactly know where we left off. So similarly like that, if we still have this propensity to enjoy in this material world for our own sense, sense gratification, again, when the creation happens, we are again let loose. <laughs> we are all given... Um, uh, we are all uh, given our individual bodies according to our own desires on uh, uh, from and our activities uh, from our previous lives. And then we start continuing again. And this is a very horrible thing to do, right? We are, I mean, look at the time period. We, we get so many different chances to enjoy. And even within a day of Brahma, or even within the lifetime of Brahma, if you don't realize that this is useless, that is a very pitiable state. Isn't it? Krishna gives us so many different ways for us to enjoy. He doesn't even limit, right? We have 8,400,000 different ways in which we can try to enjoy this uh, this material world. And uh, if we... And still, many of us are still not satisfied. And then again, in the, uh, another Brahma is created and again we are given bodies to go and try to enjoy. 
this is the incredible nature of uh, of living entities who want to enjoy and we see that this is the incredible nature of uh, maya also or krishna's material energy that it is very powerful that it will give us so many different reasons uh, for us to think that oh there is enjoyment and happiness in this material world but eventually the only way we can get out of this thought process is if we come in contact with a devotee or else there is no other way in which we can get out of this cycle this is a very binding cycle right we we do things for ourselves and because of that we accumulate karma and then this is kuta bija prarabdha prarabdha there are so many different ways this karma is created right it is in the seed form and then it's it's little bit fructified and then it fructifies and then we we experience this karma so everything that we experience is only the fruit there are still so many billions of seeds of active actions that we have to experience the reaction for that are still uh, that are still lying around uh, right so this is very hard to overcome very very hard because everything that we do is again creating more of this right we are experiencing but over the period course of experiencing the reactions to our actions we are still creating more and more of these uh, reactions so without uh, the association of a devotee or a spiritual master it is incredibly hard for us to get out of this vicious cycle and this is exactly uh, what prabhupada is saying here also that uh the the ladies of hastinapur authoritative must have listened to some authority that is the only way that we have to get this knowledge from uh, an authority without us listening to uh, a bona fide authoritative source we will never get the proper answer and these things that these ladies are talking about are incredible things right they they are not ordinary women <laughs> they are they are vaishnavas we can see from uh, how they are speaking that they are highly highly uh, knowledgeable they are they are not ordinary people right so this is uh, again the nature of uh, uh, bhakti is that automatically it gives us gyana the the knowledge is automatically there for us and prabhupad says uh, i'm not getting that uh, yeah so he says an authoritative source is the only means of knowing about transcendental subject matter definitively there is no alternative so that is our only way for us to get out of this cycle is to hear from authoritative sources shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam this this path of bhakti can can help us only if we hear from an authoritative source if we don't hear from an authoritative source we are again going to whimsically follow so many uh, different uh, things that come to our mind <laughs> that we think is right right but we know that we are not perfect so it's not going to provide us uh, any proper result so uh, and talking about the uh, i think we are almost there at the time but uh, prabhupad also gives Uh, uh an analogy here of a banyan tree of how these tiny seeds that come out from the pores of mahavishnu create into gigantic universes just like how from a tiny seed of banyan tree uh, uh these huge banyan trees are formed if anybody has seen one banyan tree can grow as huge as acres and acres and acres 
of uh, land. It can just occupy acres and acres of land, just one banyan tree. Because what happens in a banyan tree is that from the seed, the trunk goes up, the branches are formed, and from the branches, roots drop down. And then from these roots, again, branches are formed. And then from these branches, uh, roots drop down. Like this, the banyan tree can... You can never know where the banyan tree begins and where the banyan tree ends. Right? And that is why Krishna gives in the 15th chapter that this material world is like that of an upside down banyan tree. It's very hard for us to even know where it begins and where it ends. And for us, Krishna says, we have to cut down this banyan tree with uh, detachment uh, and determination. Right? We have to cut down this uh, banyan tree with great determination and detachment from this material world. And detachment from this material world means attachment to Krishna. Which is exactly what these ladies of Hastinapur are demonstrating. Right? That is bhakti. Is attachment to Krishna. Mostly we try to think of many people. Think of anartha nivriti only. But we also have to think of artha pravriti. Our attachment to Krishna. Anartha nivriti is good. We are trying to negate things. right? We are trying to take out bad uh, or impure things. But we also need to uh, put our uh, intent on attaching ourselves to Krishna, which is very important, then anartha nivritti automatically happens. If artha pravritti or if if there is our intentional desire to attach ourselves to Krishna is present, then um, anartha nivritti automatically automatically happens. And we see, we'll see in these prayers how attached uh, the we saw before, right? How attached the Pandavas were, and then how attached the residents of Hastinapur are to Krishna. That. They are fainting almost because Krishna is leaving Hastinapur to Dwaraka. They are so attached to Krishna. They love him so much. And that is the only way that if we have this bhakti, the first quality of bhakti is kleshagni. It burns all our sinful, active, sinful reactions. Right? If your seed is burnt, it cannot grow anymore. Uh, you cannot sprout a plant of it, plant from, from a burnt seed. Right? So similarly, all our uh, uh, karma is burnt. It automatically happens. We don't even have to try when we ha- when we are doing bhakti. So we have to focus more on attaching ourselves to Krishna. And which is what Rupa Goswami says in the Nectar of Instruction. That all the rules are subservient to this one rule. That we have to always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna. Right? That is what we have to focus mostly on. And detachment will automatically happen as a result of our attachment to Krishna. That is the solution. Instead, if we try to detach ourselves and then say that once I'm detached from everything, I'll attach myself to Krishna, then that's going to be a very difficult process. So, uh, and there are so many other things in this purport that we could talk about in detail. It's, it's incredible, the creation process in itself. But I think we are, we ran out of time and I'll stop here to see if there are any questions or comments. Yes, Martin. Upadana. Yeah. Correct. So it looks like <clears throat> in Prabhupada says, right, in both the periods, uh, the Jivatma merges into the person of Godhead. So this is what Prabhupada says, right? Uh, there is complete annihilation in the universe. He stops. He talks about both uh, temporary and complete. And in both periods, both the material energy 
called the Mahatattva and the marginal energy Jiva Tattva merge in the Supreme Person of the Supreme Lord, uh, merge into the body of the, uh, in the person of the Supreme Lord. So it looks like even during the temporary annihilation, I mean, because it's, there is nothing here, right? The, the top level planets are still there during the temporary annihilation, uh, but the lower planetary systems are completely annihilated. So at that time, the, the jivas need some place to rest, right? So again, the jivas go back into the body of uh, Mahavishnu, is what Prabhupada says here. Correct. Lord Brahma is not getting into Mahavishnu. But the, yes, at that time, Lord Brahma also goes into Mahavishnu. I mean, if the, it also is said that if he is liberated, then he goes. Like Lord Brahma, at the end of his life, if he is uh, liberated, then he'll go back home, back to God. It. If Brahma if is not liberated, then he'll have to come back again into the material world from the body of Mahavishnu. Correct. Correct. Let's let's read that part again. Huh? Uh, Say so there are two types of dissolution of the manifested cosmos. Right. At the end of every 4 billion, 320 million solar years, which is the partial annihilation, right? At the end of a day of Lord Brahma, the Lord of one particular universe, which is Brahma, goes to sleep. There is one annihilation. At the end of Lord Brahma's life, which takes place at the end of Brahma's 100 years of age, and Prabhupada gives a calculation, there is complete annihilation of the entire universe. So Prabhupada has mentioned two different types of annihilation, right? And in both periods, both the material energy called the Mahatattva and the marginal energy called Jiva Tattva merge in the person of the Supreme Lord. So, so that's what I understood reading the purport is that during both annihilations, both the material energy and uh, the marginal energy, which is the living entities, we go into the body of Krishna, the Supreme Lord. Correct. And during the final annihilation, everything goes back. Right, even this during this temporary annihilation, so Mahatattva is this ingredient, right? Of all this material uh, ingredients are this Mahatattva. These twenty-four elements is Mahatattva. So Bhumi, Rapo, Nalo, Vayu, Kamano, Buddhi, Revacha. These eight gross elements, and then these five sense objects, object of the senses, uh, all those things, and then the three modes of material nature. All these are, are Mahatattva. So. <clears throat> For the material universe to still be there, because it's not completely annihilated, I don't know how to understand this. Probably some part of the Mahatattva still goes inside. Yeah, whatever is annihilated, that Mahatattva, it, it has to merge into Krishna. Like like we, even us, when we are taking up a body, right, we take these different uh, material ingredients to form our body when we are born. We associate ourselves with these different uh, ingredients. And therefore, uh, we will see uh, when Dhritarashtra quits his body, the way he does that is he merges one into the other, the other into the other, like that. Each element is merged one into the other and one into the other and one into the other, like that. And then he merges the complete whole into himself. That's how the yogis leave their body. Because they're disassociating themselves from the material elements that they have associated themselves with. When the living entity is there in the womb of the mother, right? It's associating itself. So even us, I am associating with just this earth, water, fire, air, ether with which I've built my body. 
But if you see these, if you if you really advance yourself in yoga, you can actually associate with the entire element of this. So the air element in itself you can associate in the universe. So if you see the example of uh, Dhruva Maharaj, when he is uh, uh, meditating, right? He is at this point where he is not even breathing anymore. At the last month, he is just uh, sustaining on air. And then there comes a point where he shuts the holes of all his body. And the Bhagavatam says, it feels that the entire universe gets suffocated because of him closing all his holes of his body. Because us, we are able to identify with a part of this element of air for our breathing, right? But actually you can expand yourself and you can actually associate yourself with the air, entire element air itself. And then when you're closing all the holes of your body, you can actually trap the air within your the entire element air within your body. This is yoga, right? You can manipulate. This is still material, right? You can still manipulate all these material elements however you want. It's it's very complicated. How 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 this in yoga you can do incredible things by manipulation of matter. That you can influence practically the entire universe by you manipulating one element of uh, the universe. Right? That's what Dhruva Maharaj is doing. He's I mean, the thing is, you can associate yourself. That's the idea. Right? We are doing it. We don't know how, we, we, we're not aware of how we are doing it. But for us to have this body, I am associating myself with different elements and taking part of those elements, picking up and building my body. Right? That's how the Jivatma is doing it. And then it has the Ahankara, of course, the false ego and the mind and the intelligence along with it. We don't necessarily have to associate ourselves with all these elements when we are trying to build our body. Right? There could be body just like how our body is mainly made of water. Right? 75% of our body is water. We associate more with that element. Uh, Prabhupada says uh, uh, living entities who are living in the sun, their body is made of fire. Then that dominant element is fire. Like that, Brahma's dominant element is intelligence. But still in the Bhagavatam we see that he has some form that from his back of the body somebody is created, from his head somebody is created, from his hands somebody are created. But looks that's how I understand it. It could be speculation. But although it's, it's very subtle, but it still has a form <clears throat> uh, of how things are done. Oh. Okay, I'm going to repeat the question for others. So the, the, the question, let me see if I understood it rightly, is when Krishna appears, like Lord Rama or Lord Krishna, he, he, he's present in this world for a certain period of time. Like Krishna was here for 125 years or something. Lord Rama was there for even longer, but there is stipulated time. And then they wind up their Leela and go back. The question is that, does Karnodakashai also, Vishnu also do the same thing? Does he have a specific period I don't think so. <laughs> because the main purpose of... We have to understand it in two, two, two different ways. So the first one is a plain vanilla way. Where Karnataka um, Shai Vishnu is here because uh, he has to create the material universe. 
and the material universe is created because we want to enjoy separate from Krishna. As long as there is this intention of the living entities to enjoy separate from Krishna, there will be this material universe and hence Karna Dakshaya Vishnu has to do this job of creation and annihilation. The cycle will keep continuing as long as there are enough living entities to do this. Right? But as devotees, we have a different perspective also to see the same thing. right? Because we see everything as Krishna's Leela. Everything that Krishna does is for his own pleasure. right? Because Krishna doesn't have to do anything. Krishna is a supreme person. He is supremely independent. There is nothing that Krishna is forced to do. So if Krishna wills, he can wind things up at any time. Right? It, it is completely dependent on Krishna. Because the material world, we might think, is created for us to enjoy. But ultimately, everything is created for Krishna's enjoyment. Right? We see that in the, in the churning of the milk ocean, Krishna takes the uh, form of a turtle, tortoise, tortoise, right? Kurma avatar. And they have this huge mountain, Mandarachala mountain, that they used to churn on the back of uh, uh, this Kurma avatar. And the Acharyas say that Krishna wanted, a, uh, wanted to scratch his back. So he wanted to put the mountain. And then, for, but there are other external reasons also, right? They wanted they, they wanted this nectar to to be churned and everything. But always, the underlying reason is so that Krishna can enjoy. Krishna comes to the material world to fight to, to fight the demons so that he can have this nice fight. With he has this nature, right? Like all of us get this nature to fight it's coming from Krishna. So Krishna wants to have a nice fight. He comes and does this in the material world. So ultimately, everything is leela. That is a higher understanding, right? Because when you go and ask uh, an ordinary person uh, on the on the street to describe about God, how would you describe God? You tell me. Give me some descriptions of God. Can you tell me some descriptions of God? Like you don't have to think much. Just give some descriptions of God. He's all powerful. Then, yeah, he regulates everything. Here, like here, he is the creator, he is the maintainer, and he is the annihilator. And then, God is the provider, everything. In all these descriptions, who is at the center? Me, not God. God is the creator. Creator of what? Creator of me. God is the provider. Provider for whom? He is providing for me. Right? The average definition of God that we have is completely centered around ourselves. If you go out in the street. This is like a very small child's understanding. And as we grow up, we know that, okay, <laughs> he, he's, does, he's doing that, but that's not his primary job. His primary job is Leela. Is because he has nothing to do. Ultimately, we come to understand that God is completely independent. He, has, he doesn't have to do anything. If you can do anything that you want in your life, what will you do? That's how Krishna thinks, right? I can do anything that I want in my life. What, what am I going to do? That's everything that Krishna does is for his own pleasure. I want to be happy. That's what I'll do if I want to do anything in my life. And I can have anything in my life. Krishna can have anything in his life. Because he's the supreme person. So everything that Krishna does is Leela. Which is something that is very unique to Sanatana Dharma. This concept of Leela, of God, is not there anywhere else. Probably a little bit here, a little bit there. but Even, even creation is Krishna's Leela.
ओ दिस इज अ बिग 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 टॉपिक ही डेंट इम्प्लीकेट दैट्स द आइडिया दैट ही डेंट इम्प्लीकेट अस विथ कर्मा राइट सो ही एक्सपैंडेड हिमसेल्फ इन टू मल्टीपल्स सो दैट ही कूड एंजॉय राइट एंड वी कैन ऑल्सो एंजॉय इफ वी आर विथ कृष्णा he has given us the free will right if you if, if you have to have a relationship you need to have free will and this is like a huge topic and the acharyas have answered this answered this uh, many many times so this is not a proper uh, understanding that or else he would be a very cruel person <laughs> if he if he does what we are saying him saying that he is doing right that's not the reason for him to do it because we also derive the same enjoyment right it's not that he, it's the enjoyment is there only for him so and krishna is saying okay this is the proper way to do it but if you want so this is the incredible nature right so in the seventh chapter uh, krishna is saying that worshiping uh, uh, worshiping demigods is for unintelligent people right and then he goes on to say i give them the determination to worship a particular demigod think about how incredible this is okay you have a son he can ask you anything that you he wants from you right but he doesn't ask you he goes and asks somebody else your neighbor for whatever he wants will you as a parent give him the determination <laughs> to go and ask your neighbor for the things that he wants and at the same time provide this thing that your son is asking through the neighbor this is an incredibly difficult thing to do isn't it that krishna is giving whatever we are asking through the demigods indirectly it's krishna who is giving it but since we are asking from a demigod krishna is saying you don't have to do that but we are so adamant of adamant at doing that krishna is so merciful so merciful that okay he's going he's going to give it through a demigod he says i am i, I can't give this to you directly because it's it's harmful for you but you are so adamant that you want this so that is how merciful krishna is isn't it so he doesn't create us to implicate us in karma no <laughs> that's not why he does uh, does this uh, creation right yeah no that's not even any reason is what i'm saying that's not a reason at all it is because of our own independent free will that we are uh, we are caught up in this cycle and we also have to understand that everything that we are experiencing in this material world has nothing to do with us it can never do is coming again and again and again and again to tell us that hey why are you doing this is sending his representatives again and again and again to tell us that hey this is not the real deal you are something else you are not this material uh, aspects that you are thinking you are and you're suffering because of that don't suffer you come and enjoy with me right and yet we don't want to do it we are we are very adamant that we want to be miserable in this material world <laughs> so so that is krishna no krishna is always merciful very very merciful like that okay okay thank you is stop here grantraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shrila prabhupad ki jai gaur bhakta vrind ki jai